Blog Talk Radio. And it's just you and me in 
now. Welcome to Prayer International Radio. This is our Thursday night broadcast. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg. We'll be joined later by Christopher Herzog. And we're here for two hours of prayer and intercession, worship, praise, and the presence of God. In our lives, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. Um, If you have a praise report, um, give us a call. Or just if you have something on your heart you want to talk about, um, feel free to call us. We have a chat room open at Prayer International. I mean, sorry, at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Prayer International. Um, or you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And then we'll attempt to get to your prayer request during the broadcast. So um, we're going to spend a few more minutes in worship, and then we will be right back. Coming soon Spirit like never 
throne of God. Revelation chapter 4, verse 2. Immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne set in heaven, and one set on the throne. Father, we come, standing before that great white throne, the throne that's been established from eternity, the throne which is surrounded with transcendent radiance, the angels, the seraphim, beauty everywhere, the river of fire that flows from your throne. Oh, we love to stand before your throne, O oh God. We love to stand before the throne of God. of divine encounter. We want to be lost. 
flaming fire. of days was seated. His garment was white as snow. The hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was like flaming fire. Its wheels were like a burning flame. Oh, the throne burning with flaming fire.
This is our inheritance. Oh God, to stand before the great white throne. To be lost in the river of holy fire. Holy romance. camp around your throne, O oh God. The place of an abandoned life, standing before the throne forever and ever.
come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardis stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, an appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around the, and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like a calf. The third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes all around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him, who lives forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll, written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much, because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp, a golden bowl full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and you have redeemed us to God by your blood, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, to receive power and riches and wisdom, 
and strength and honor and glory and blessing in every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as, as are in the sea and all that are in them I heard saying blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen, and the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever.
Coast. This is Prayer International Radio. Um, call in number 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, have a prayer request, please give us a call. Um, if you want to testify of something, if you have something on your heart, really doesn't matter. Um, feel free to give us a call and we'll pray for you about anything. Um, so normally we have various different messages on the broadcast or we talk about just pretty much whatever's going on, whatever the Holy Spirit puts on our heart. So tonight's a little bit different. Because um, sitting here thinking, I've, um, you know, there's really, there's a million different things that we could say on these broadcasts. And um, a million different directions we can go with the broadcast and whether it's a message or a prayer or anything else, which is the focus of why we're even here. But even above that, our focus is the Lord Jesus and spending time in his presence and worshiping him. And so spending time worshiping him will do far more for your relationship with him than anything I could possibly ever say to you outside of seek his face. And so we're going to play some more worship music and um, just pretty much we're going to stay in the presence of Jesus for a little bit. If you need something, give us a call, 619-638-8458.
So, welcome back to Prayer International. Um, call in number 619-638-8458. Um, and so, um, <laughs> first hour of the broadcast, um, we're going to spend most of it in his presence. Um, you know, it's interesting, um, throughout my life, um, and I'm assuming Chris could tell you the same thing, um, Whenever we really needed an answer from the Lord, um, usually the only way to really find it is when we pretty much shut up and stop talking and just wait upon His presence. Um, the Bible says, They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Um, and there's, um, as I, someone just said, there's healing in the presence of the Lord. There is peace. There's comfort. There's revelation. There's more revelation in a few seconds of being in his presence than listening to hours and hours and hours worth of teachings. And you could spend your whole life studying um, at every Bible college out there, and you could listen to every message that was ever preached. And I think, at least in my perspective, that you will get more revelation and more insight into the character and the nature and the sovereignty of God and of Jesus Christ by just spending time sitting in his presence. And, you know, there was one church I had gone to, and they termed it soaking in his presence. Um but there's something legitimate about it. When we just release everything, we don't have agendas, we don't have time frames or anything else, and we just allow ourselves to worship him without pressure, without agenda, without motivation, without any kind of desire other than just to spend time in his presence. And so, um, as always, if you need prayer, please give us a call. Um, and we are definitely here to pray for you and intercede for you. Um, and so that being said, we're going to go back and spend some more time in his presence.
at my door a lot lately. So I'm just using this as an anthem because it's the scripture. It talks about the one day. Better is the one day, one day in your house. And that tense of the wicked thing is the scripture right there. We'd rather be a doorkeeper. Think of your, think of, think of what it's like, really, when you're dwelling right in the grip of the wicked one. That grossness that grips our soul and robs us of life. And this is an anthem, an anthem of freedom. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. And all who are thirsty, and all and all who are thirsty. And all who are weak, come to the fountain, and if you are Thank you. 
All right, praise the Lord. Well, we're back, and this is Prayer International. My name is Chris Herzog, and just picking up the last 30 minutes of the broadcast, just taking some time to worship God. We just love to worship the Lord on this program. Having a few technical difficulties, so of course the worship helps to fill in when that happens too. Praise God, we're just soaking in the presence of the Lord. Hey, today is the 16th of June, and I wanted to actually get into the 16th proverb and just share some of the wisdom of the Lord and just speak direction, pray for direction over your life, that the Lord would teach you how to navigate with your Holy Spirit compass, so to speak, just navigate through your life through his word. Through his wisdom So here we go Verse 16 Chapter 16 verse 1 Of the Proverbs The preparations of the heart Belong to man But the answer of the tongue Is from the Lord All the ways of a man Are pure in his own eyes But the Lord weighs the spirits Or some versions say The Lord weighs the heart Commit your works unto the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. The Lord has made all for himself, yes, the wicked for the day of doom. Let's back up for a minute. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. You see, the Lord actually checks our motives. And if we're going to walk... In the place of God, we really need to check our heart, check our motives, make sure our reason for doing things are are from a pure heart. Because God checks that. See, the preparations of the heart belong to man, the Bible says, verse 1. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. And we need to really check our heart, prepare our hearts. Psalm 51 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. See, even David knew the power of a heart towards God. Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And there's something about having your heart turned towards God. You see, even though we're flesh people, we walk, uh, we have a, a physical body, we have a mind, we have a spirit. Sometimes we call the spirit the heart. Some people call the spirit the, the, the gut, the knower. The, the part of you that connects with God, that connects with the other realm. See, things come along in our lives constantly. We all deal with things that cloud our spirit, that cloud our ability to connect with God. And see, it's our job, the Bible says, the preparation of the heart, listen to this, 
Proverbs 16, verse 1, the preparation of the heart belongs to man. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. That says that man is responsible to prepare his heart, to work on his spirit, to work on his motives, to work on his ability to connect with God. And constantly we have obstacles and we have weights and sins and things that easily beset us and, and set us off course and turn our hearts, turn our minds away from the Lord. But see, it's our own responsibility to turn our own eyes unto Jesus, lay aside every weight and sin that easily besets us, easily besets us. There's things that the enemy throws at us that easily beset us. All of us, me included. Sean included. You included. Maybe it's a mindset or a heart thing or a motive or an action or just something in your life that does not agree with God. It's our responsibility to constantly check ourselves. You know, there used to be a saying, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. And there's some truth in that. David said, and I'll go back to Psalm 51, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Hang on, let me turn over to it. I'm just kind of going on for a minute. Hang on. Okay, Psalm 51. We're going to shift gears. We're not going through the whole Proverbs, probably, for the sake of time. But we are going to go to Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God. Psalm 51. The prayer of repentance. Good psalm to really highlight. Good psalm to know. Good psalm to add to part of your prayer. All right, here we go. Sorry, I was just reading the chat. I just got my chat written back up. All right, let's see. Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned, and done with evil in your sight, that you may sound just when you speak, and blameless when you judge. This is David talking to God. That God be found just when he speaks, and blameless when he judges. Now David saying, Behold, I was brought forth in my iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. See, we are all brought forth in the iniquity and in sin. We're all born with the flesh. 
that's enmity with God constantly battling to abide for our attention, abide for our time, abide for our life, the flesh and the spirit, war with each other. See, the carnal mind, the fleshly-minded mind is enmity with God, and we're constantly in a battle to crucify that flesh, to cast down, see, the Bible says, cast down vain imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We're told to do that. We have to cast it down. Let's jump back into 51 here. Verse 6. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. See, there's something about wisdom. We started out with Proverbs 16, verse 1. The preparations of the heart belongs to man. See, it's our job. God works with us. Wash me, he says, verse 7. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart. Here's, here's what I was talking about. Oh, God. Create in me a clean heart, oh, God. Verse 10. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Hey, praise God. God bless you. Rosemary and Kiva Renee in the chat room. Brother Anthony listening in. Have some guests earlier. Bless you. All right, so here we go. Create me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Amen. Back up. Back up. He says, the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Think about this. Apply this. As I read this, think about this and apply it to your life. The hidden part make me to know wisdom. See, the more wisdom you have, the less miracles you need. You know why? God won't have to constantly get you out of your mess. I know. See, I'm, I'm the... See, there's certain prophets that learn in the school of the prophets. And there's certain prophets that learn theology through the belly of a whale. And I was one of those hard-headed prophets that learned the uh, theology through the belly of a whale. Let me just put it that way. Bottom line is, you've got to know wisdom. The more wisdom you have, the less miracles you'll need. You'll either learn from mistakes, Or from the word of God. Alright, praise God. He says, purge me and I will be clean. Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. Make me to hear gladness that the bones, the 
but the bones you have broken may rejoice. God can take what's broken in your life and put it back together. You know that? He can give you beauty for ashes. He can give you joy for mourning. I'm not going to say the Christian walk is all joy because there's mourning, there's suffering, there's woe, there's trials and temptation. We're told to consider it joy. It doesn't mean that we get downcast and have to constantly remind ourselves of who our God is. We have those times when we feel like, just like Psalm 40, when David said, He set my feet upon a rock, established my goings, He pulled me out of the horrible pit and out of the miry clay. And He put a new song in my mouth. Set my feet upon a rock. He he pulled him out of that pit. David said that. Here he was in that pit of despair. And like Joseph was in a pit. And God took him from a pit to a prison to a palace. But here Daniel was in the lion's den. And God brought peace in the midst of Daniel's pit, in the midst of Daniel's den, his cave of what was supposed to be chaos and confusion and consternation to the what he believed was in his heart, what the Lord had placed in his heart. Here God had to intervene. And bring a peace and shut the mouths of the lions. See, when he had a sentence of death, God was speaking life. See, when Lazarus was laying there dead in the tomb, Jesus just looked at him. And he knew he was just sleeping. He knew he was going to wake up again. And here all the people around him were saying, Lord, if you just got here a little bit earlier. But see, God's never late. God's always on time. He knew exactly what he was doing. What looks hopeless. See, against hopelessness, you have to believe. See, I remember there was a time my wife and I, we just got married. And we came uh, back from the East Coast. And we had no idea where we were going to stay, what we were going to do. In fact, we kind of just decided to come back on a couple weeks' notice. We had all our stuff packed up. We had all our stuff packed up. and You know, as far as we knew, we were kind of relocating and transitioning, changing some things in our lives. At the time, we were on the East Coast and had gotten married. But just within a drop of a dime here, we shifted back, came back to the to Texas, didn't really know where we were going to stay, and the Lord provided us a place to stay with our good friends, our spiritual family. And so we stayed there with our friends, the Perkins, and uh, just had a blessed time. Seeking God, looking unto God for you know his provision in our lives. And it wasn't about maybe a month later, Six weeks later, if that, here the Lord provided, you know, a place for us. And so, why did I get into that? 
see, God will take what looks like an impossible situation or a despairing situation or a desperate situation. Maybe sometimes you take a detour in your life. Maybe sometimes you make a decision and you're not really sure where it's going to take you or where it's going to lead you. You see, the Word of God says in Proverbs 3, verse 4 and 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. You see, when you begin to align your life with the Lord, He'll raise you up out of that horrible pit. When you begin to align your life with the Lord, He'll shut the mouths of the roaring lions that are seeking to devour you. He'll shut their mouths. See, the Bible says, when a man's ways are pleasing unto the Lord, even his enemies are at peace with him. See, when you've got a mandate and a call of God on your life, no devil in hell can stop you if you follow the ways of the Lord. If you've got a mandate and a call of God on your life and you're seeking the spirit of wisdom and revelation to lead you and guide you in all truth, following the plan of God. See, if you're following the plan of God, the Bible says even God uses the, the crazy things, the negative things, the bad things, the evil things, turns them around for good. He's a good father. He's in us to world to do of his good pleasure. And he is the beginning and the end, and he will finish what he starts in your life. If you will commit your ways unto him and realize that greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Jesus gave you the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. He said he dwells in you, and nothing by any means will harm you. I've given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. And then even back in the Old Testament, Psalm 91, he said, the young lion and the cobra, the serpent, the dragon, the scorpion, crushed their head. Because he gives his angels charge of you, and he won't even dash your foot against the stone. They'll keep you in all your ways. No plague will come nigh your dwelling. I promise, if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, if you align yourself with Christ, if you align yourself with the Holy Spirit, if you seek out the Father's will, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. That's what the Word says. This, this isn't my words. It's the words of Christ. I'm just, I'm just quoting, declaring, paraphrasing, borrowing, sharing, and declaring. What Christ says, what this word says, what the Bible says. And I may jump back and forth from the Old to the New Testament, but you know what? The word of God, and God changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he spoke through the mouths of men 6,000 years ago. And guess what? He's speaking through the mouths of men and women today. Who will take a stand and open their mouths and declare his word. Declare his truth. That's all I'm doing. I'm just a messenger. A spiritual messenger. A spiritual mailman. 
delivering the mail. Delivering the word. See, the Bible says we're living epistles to be read of all men. That means you should be like a, a Holy Ghost telegram in action. And when people look into your lives, they see Christ. Does that mean you're going to never stumble, never fall, never bear your humanity? No, because we're human. There's only one Jesus who hung on the cross and lived a sinless life. It wasn't me and it wasn't you. It was Christ Jesus. He came 2,000 years ago, born of a virgin, suffered, died, and was buried. Third day he rose again from the dead. He sits at the right hand of the Father, and one day he's going to come back and judge the living and the dead and all things of heaven and earth. will confess him, Lord, and bow their knee. The bottom line, it doesn't matter what I say. I'm just a man. But if I declare the words of the Lord, then you are accountable to it. And I'm accountable to it. And those that would hear the truth, those that would hear the word of the Lord, it's there to either set you free and be a rock that you can stand upon and have a strong foundation in your life. Or it will be a standard that will crush you if you go against the kingdom of God. And that's the bottom line. And that may sound harsh. It may not sound like manby pamby seeker-friendly, garbled religion. But the Word of God says there's two kingdoms. One kingdom is God's kingdom, and the other kingdom is the kingdom of darkness. And you're either children of the light or you're a child of darkness. Does that mean you'll never blow it or mess up or make a mistake? No. You're going to blow up, mess up, make a mistake. If you're not committed to the Lord, you will. If you're not filled with the Spirit and, and leaning on and allowing the fruit of the Spirit to be manifested in your life, oh, yeah, you'll act like that. Trust me. The times in my life when I was not allowing the Spirit of Christ to rule and reign in my heart. Those are the times when you know, the enemy has a way of just tipping us just a little bit to get us off course. See, the Lord says he can make our crooked paths straight. And he can make paths of righteousness for our feet to dwell in. Of Psalm 23. Pardon me. He's the good shepherd leading his sheep. His sheep hear his voice. So listen to this. Let's turn back to 51 and let's wrap it up. Verse 12 says, Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. The verse before that, he says, Do not cast away from me your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold me with your generous spirit. And then I'll teach transgressors your ways. And sinners shall be converted into you. See, there's a, there's something about when God touches a man, when God touches a woman, when God touches someone who's had a struggle, had a failure, had a sin, had a mess of a life, 
and he can get glory out of it. He can turn a mess into a message. He can turn your mess into a blessing. You have to trust him. It'll be accredited to you just like Abraham for faith's sake, for righteousness' sake. Just believe God. Turn your life to his will to conform you and to his purposes. It's not an easy thing. See, there's an enemy. There's constant warfare. We're in a battle. We're in a battle. Our battle is not flesh and blood. It's, it's principalities and powers and high things that try to exalt themselves against the knowledge of Christ. Let me tell you something. You've got to stand. You've got to stand. You've got to learn to fight. That's why they call it the good fight. You've got to fight the good fight of faith. That's why the Lord says, hey, don't draw back. Don't faint. Keep going forward. Don't don't stay down on the mat when your enemy comes at you and throws a few uppercuts and knocks you down. Get back up and keep swinging. Get back up and keep giving it everything you got. See, and the Lord will fight your battles for you. He's a victorious warrior. And as you begin to stand against your enemy and ask the Lord to defeat everything that comes against you, God is faithful to his word. God is faithful to do what he says he will do. He says, no foe can stand against you. No foe, no weapon formed a fashion against you will stand and prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you will be condemned. Nations will come to you. This is the inheritance of the children of the Lord, and your righteousness is from God. See, he's your righteousness. He's Jehovah, the sanctifier, the righteous one. He's Mahadesh, Jehovah's Tiskanu. He's the Lord God that sanctifies, makes you clean, makes you pure. He's the Lord God that is righteousness, and he's righteous for you. And I'll restore to you the joy of your salvation if you'll seek him. O Lord, open my lips, verse 15, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. You do not desire sacrifice, or else I will give it. You do not delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Do good in your good pleasure. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness. With burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings, they shall offer bulls on your altar. It says, the sacrifice of God are a broken and contrite spirit. He'd rather have your heart than your praise. So make sure when you give him your praise, he's got your heart. This is Prayer International Radio. You have a blessed night. And we will be back at the same time. Same place tomorrow.
Give me grace. 